Welcome to the One Meal, One Workout Podcast, your new approach to food and fitness. Brought to you by Element OP Productions. ElementOP.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler, Don Sullivan, and Mark Cockrell. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 50th, that's right, 5-0 episode of the One Meal, One Workout Podcast. It is an episode of note because I've arbitrarily decided to make it an episode of note. It's not our one-year anniversary or anything like that, but it is the 50th episode, and that's a nice round number. And I have with me the gentlemen who have been with me. I think Don's been with us, what, 47 out of 50, probably, maybe 46, and Mark's been with us 49 out of 50, no, 48 out of 50, excuse me, episodes. Don Sullivan and Mark Cockrell, say hello this evening, gentlemen. Hello Hello this evening, evening, gentlemen. Gentlemen. Got them trained well. (laughs) Trained oh so well. So, Mark, Don, how's everything going? Y'all doing good? I am grand. Thank you for asking. My white Don. balance is a little off. Other than that, I'm good. <laughs> yes. shots for that now, you know. You know, working in education as I do, this is the uh, happiest time of year in that there are only a couple of days left. Students uh, tomorrow have half a day, and then they're out of there. And although there's the reports and, and all the things that need to happen, uh, teachers are very happy right now because they know that there is an end in sight. And when teachers are happy, those who work with teachers are happy. That's right. Well, and those who are married to teachers are happy. Yes. That would be Don. That's and Mark, for that matter. And my wife, Cheryl, technically. I do have my teaching certificate. So, Mark, um, Blantanos? I just, yeah, Aaron asked me if I had anything I want to talk about tonight. And I, I just have to sing the praises of the banana. Is there a more perfect fruit? It's soft. It's filling. It's relatively low carb. Uh, I mean, calorie, fairly high carb, but relatively low calorie, hundred calories or less generally per banana. So that's, that, that's all I have to say. Yeah. It, portable. That's right. It's well wrapped. It's, it's, uh, sanitary. It's, uh, it's just the ideal, uh, grab and go snack. Have a banana. I, I think, I uh, this Kirk message Kent, brought to you by the Chiquita banana company, yes. proud sponsors of the element OP network and, <laughs> and Kirk Cameron. That's the best video ever. Not really. It's video. just kind of weird. Yeah, I don't. I don't get the reference. We we missed oh, that really? one. We're meaningless. Oh wow! What? I thought this was one everyone's saying. Kirk Cameron used the banana to illustrate why God exists or how he knows that God exists. Interesting. Oh. Yes. Go Google that. It's Do you have very... a banana-shaped Bible or something? But anyway, <laughs> oh, right, Don, bananas, what? bananas are just talking. the perfect food. So obviously they were designed ah. because they're even a handle. Oh, that's funny. There's even it a was, handle. Yeah, he just goes on and on about just odd. So Don, details. what? What? what this is the fiftieth episode of One Meal One Workout. What anniversary did you celebrate this past week? The fiftieth anniversary of One Meal One Workout, obviously. Oh, that's today. Last weekend. Oh, last weekend. This well, we celebrated last weekend. This coming weekend is my wife. Uh, is our is it's my it's wife my and I's anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've been married five years. Um, awesome. At, at some point in the near past or near future. And um, so we, we decided to um, just go get a cabin in the mountains and where I used to go to school in North Georgia and, and just hang out and go see the sites. And we actually ended up doing a lot of hiking. Some of it was planned. Some of it was actually not. Uh, we were going to go to... Yeah, no, that's, well, that's unplanned I mean, hiking. You, you just drive around and it's like, hey, there's an attraction over here. And you get there and you pay $3 to park. And then, oh, it's a 
0.7 mile hike up this trail to go see a waterfall. Anna Ruby two. Falls. Yes, we went to Anna Ruby Falls. That's the one I almost died going up to when I weighed 400 pounds. Don, I, I had to stop four times that and sit down so that my heart did not leap out of my mouth. It was bad. So, yes. Aaron, you need to go back and jog up Anaruba Falls. I, I actually plan on doing that. We have a trip planned it's, to the Helen area, Helen area this week, this week, this summer, and it's one of my goals is to go run to the top of Anaruba Falls. Yes. And you, you know, that's that interesting Falls that you would boss. say that. It's interesting you, that? you would say that, Aaron, because whenever you get to the top of Anaruba Falls, and I'm sure that you glared at this sign with hatred in your eyes, uh, when you get to the top of the little path and you're at Anaruba Falls, you know, this little it's it's a nice for anyone who has no idea what Anaruba Falls is. It's a 150 foot waterfall in the North Georgia Mountains. It's in a state park, Unicoi State Park, and at the top of this little nice little paved path that Aaron had so much trouble hiking up, and I'm sure I would have uh, two years ago as well. Um, that they apparently have wheelchairs go up. That made me feel great whenever I was at the top of it and winded. I got passed by a lady with a walker, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So whenever you get to the top of this thing, there's this beautiful waterfall, and if you look away from it for a second, there's this giant sign that says Smith Creek Trail, five miles one way, ten miles round trip, and it says in big bold letters, this is what time the park closes, make sure that you're out by that time or you will be fined. Very odd. So, um, yeah, I was going to say, Aaron, I would love to hike that, and it's not anything I think a- Abby could uh, Abby could handle because she wasn't, she enjoyed the waterfalls, but she didn't enjoy the hiking part. <laughs> so I was going to see if there was any time that you wanted to go up there and hike 10 miles. There's a creek crossing and you cross a ridge up there and yes. the path gets a little narrow enough to note on several blogs. I thought that was interesting because it's right on top of a gap in the mountains. So At some point it leads, I believe that trail leads to the Appalachian Trail trailhead. I th- I'm pretty sure. They, may, they may cross over each other. I actually stopped yeah. and uh, we stopped on the way back to the cabin from there and... I got out of the car at the AT trailhead that's up there um, just off of Unicoi Gap and walked about 150 feet on it just to say that I had been there. <laughs> that's funny. That's very cool. Well, like I said before, this is episode 50. I'm excited about that. Uh, when I started this, I didn't set myself any time frame as far as how long it was going to go. I just knew I was going to commit to it and go with it as long as I could make it viable and as long as the audience continued to grow and give us feedback. And we've actually seen some growth this year, especially now that we've got some hard numbers. Our, our tracking previously was kind of sketchy at times because of the way Mark had to pull the numbers. I feel like they're confident. We're solid now in our numbers. And every month they've grown. <clears throat> so those of you out there in the chat room, thank you for passing the word and for talking to people. Those of you that are listening live, feel free to tell somebody else about it and send us some feedback one way or the other. Uh, even if it's, please stop, never do another podcast. You're evil. <laughs> I'd, I'd welcome that feedback. That'd be fine. I'd take it. Um, real quick, last few things before we bring our guest on. Uh, I got in the mail today from Amazon.com, which, by the way, if you go to ElementOP.com, there's an Amazon link, and you can order anything there just like you can from normal Amazon. It costs you the same thing as it does anywhere else you go. But Element OP gets a little little piece of the pie, which is great because uh, that helps support our podcast. So um, do that. That would be great. So ElementOP.com. Amazon tab. The book I got in today was The Paleo Solution by Rob Wolf. And we talked about paleo diet a few weeks ago. We're going to have in a couple of weeks somebody who's actually been on the paleo diet for about six months and has lost 140 pounds. You got that correct in case you thought I misspoke. 140 pounds. And uh, it ought to be really interesting. I just 
read like the first chapter in the in the intro. Actually, I read the intro, then the first chapter, and it's already very interesting. And I'm I'm looking forward to having my paradigms shifted. Just thought I'd throw that out there. And a quick shout out to uh, Kim Scornavaca, Scornavaco, who was here last week with us about geocaching. And I know I'm rambling on, but I got a couple of things I want to throw in there. She sent me a link, uh, and I will put that link in the show notes about this lady from England who has lost. Uh, let's see, let me bring it up here. She was a uh, retired lady. Started every time she went by the kitchen, she said the refrigerator would automatically open up and shout, "Eat me." <laughs> And so she started eating, gained a bunch of weight, um, and then she found geocaching, which is what we talked about last week, which is where you basically go around, you find these hidden caches, these hidden little little treasures hidden by people with GPS coordinates. And since then, she has lost six and a half stone. Which is uh-huh. like 80 pounds, isn't it? 91 pounds. Or she likes to say 45, pound, 45 bags of sugar. I guess she buys her sugar in two-pound bags. But anyway, so we talked we talk to Kim about uh, geocaching last week. And I told our listeners last week, some of you that are here back that are live, um, tonight may remember I said, I am leaving here and going directly to the closest geocache to see if I can find it. And I did. And I couldn't. <laughs> I looked all around and could not find it. So I went back uh, after I read the hint. It said magnetic was the hint. And it was on this gate of this cemetery, a big black metal gate. And they had taken uh, a, a metal outlet cover, like the, a blank that you put over like an outdoor out, uh, access port. They'd taken just the plate, put the screw, glued screws in the holes, put magnets on the back of it, and stuck the log behind it and painted it black just like the gate and stuck it to the gate. There's a bug. Got him. And... uh it, there was one on the other side that was real and I actually tried that one first. I like wiggled it and it didn't move. I was like, ah, there's, not, there's another one. I'll wiggle that. Oh, I found my first geocache. Oh, so that's so, clever. So they, there was already a, a real electrical outlet and they made a fake electrical outlet. And put it on the opposite side. Wow. Of the it looked awesome. like two access things. I was going to take a picture of it, but that is uh, clever. So it was, took me two tries. And then I took my, my wife and my son and we went and looked for a couple of caches. We actually found one that was kind of up in the woods out behind a Publix, which is a, a grocery store if you don't have Publix in your area. Found it hidden behind a tree. Nathaniel got a little plastic coin out of it and we left some stickers in there. He thought that was very exciting. So now he wants to go geocaching all the time, which was great. So anyway, Aaron, that's it. You, you read the article. About the uh, website the we should probably mention, right? What's that, Don? You learned something important about the website that we should probably mention if anyone is interested. About the green ones? Yes, there is... Uh, the geocaches, if you go to geocaching.com, which is the way to get started, there's a couple of videos that tell you all about it more in detail than we can go into right now. Or you can go listen to the podcast from last week. There's little, certain ones are banded in green when it shows you the list of caches you can go hunt for. Those are the easy ones. Those are beginner ones. They're ones that are easy to find and uh, easier to, 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 to find. You don't have to say and, it's just one thing, easier to find. <laughs> easier to get to, that's the other thing. Because they rate them on difficulty on how well they're camouflaged, and how hard the terrain is to get to if it's in the top of a 50-foot tree or out in the middle of the ocean or whatever. So, All right, enough of my rambling. We're going to bring on now our guest who's been quietly lurking in the background, my friend and co-worker, Mr. Mike McCrary. Say hi, Mike. Hello, everybody. Welcome to One Meal, One Workout. Clearly, he's not a listener to the show because he didn't know to say hi, Mike. <laughs> now Actually, yeah, i have listened to many many episodes okay i am a podcast addict listener yes. addict yes that's how we, all we the got time actually that's one of our first conversations we started talking about podcasts and uh and got and started talking that way because how long have you worked there now mike what three months four months, five Since, months, six uh, months? november november 1st 
All right. So we've been coworkers for about six months and Mike's a great guy. He, he has, uh, he is on his own, on his own. That's hard. Always been hard for me to say fitness journey. And before I tell anything to that story, I'd like him to tell it. So Mike, just tell us a little bit. Who is Mike McCrary? Who are you? Who are you? Well, Who's this person? I'm I'm a 46 year old, uh, father of two. I'm a single dad. Uh, my son lives with me and I have a daughter that lives with her mother. So we are constantly going back and forth. My son right now is over at his mom's house. And so I'm kind of a bachelor for this week since summer's already started here. Our, our kids are out of school. So, um, but I am been on this weight loss journey my whole life. And I think it, you know, it is, a, it's a, it's a, a life style. It's not something that, you know, you're going to be able to, uh, do for six months and then forget about know, it. Forget about it because that is uh, not been successful for me at all. Um, but I'm a, a gadget kind of guy. I mean, I enjoy technology. And two things recently this year that have really helped me with um, my weight loss. And I've I'd put on I'd gotten down to my lowest weight ever um, since uh, high school back in 2008. And then, and was running all the time, exercising. I was doing a thousand miles in a year running, uh, ran marathons, ran half marathons, and really exercising a lot. And then all of a sudden, um, I stopped running. And then I started gaining weight again. <laughs> you, you stopped running so, it, but you changed all your eating habits, right, Mike? You quit eating. Uh, I, exactly. Ate less and <laughs> I, I ate less. And, uh, but then, you know, I started eating, you know, the same stuff I used to eat and I right. uh, put a lot of weight back on. I, I got up to like 225. So I gained about 75 pounds um, um, to my highest. And I think that my highest probably was February of this year. And then I got um, involved with, I think, Aaron and I went to lunch, or we were talking about uh, fit, uh, my fitness pal and lose it. I think yep. we were both trying either one of those, but I've been on my fitness pal for um, 140 days now and tracking my food every single day. Um, That's a pretty big commitment. That takes a lot. Of, it's not a lot of work. I mean, it, my fitness pal and lose it. They're they're actually made to be user friendly and have a pretty simple, quick interface, but it takes a level of commitment. I mean, there's, I'm yeah. sure there's days you just didn't want to mess with it. Well, it, it, it is easy to do because you can easily look up food and so forth. But um, the other tool that I have really gotten to like and have become quite addicted to is this Fitbit. And, and that's I don't why know you're here today, Mike. And that's why I'm here. <laughs> I, I'm showing it this little thing right here that I... It's about uh, the size of a thumb drive. It's like... It's a little thicker. It and it is. It it basically has comes with a little clip. It's got a. They have a blue one for guys and a pink one for girls. Not that um, we're saying that a guy couldn't wear a pink one. Well, and a girl couldn't wear a blue one if yeah. you wanted. No, I'm I sorry, Aaron. I'm saying a guy can't wear pink. <laughs> or is it? Or is there something in the software that automatically <laughs> changes the color okay. based on your gender? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so who makes the Fitbit, Mike? Is that the, is the Fitbit company? That is a good question. I think it does. You go to well, you go to Fitbit.com to get it. So that's where I'm going it, right now. Fitbit. You know, so. It's not Fitibi. That that didn't give me what I wanted. Fitbit. 
dot com. I do not know. Made by Acme. Not really. You know no. what? It has two T's. It has a T between, and two I's. It has a T between every no. letter and a T. And I can't say anything. <laughs> Fitbit.com. Yeah, it looks like it, it doesn't say that it's made by Garmin. It doesn't say that it's made by, it says two, copyright 2012, Fitbit Inc. So it's its own thing. Mm-hmm. But it, it's got a digital readout. And basically, inside of it, it has not only an um, accelerometer, but it has a altimeter. So what makes this one different about some of the others pedometers you normally see out there is that it not only tracks your steps and calculates mileage based on that, but it also is calculating how many stairs you climb. So I live in a very hilly neighborhood and, you know, so if you're walking up a hill, it's like you're walking upstairs. And so you, it actually is tracking based on I think so many feet in differences like if you're going up 15 feet in elevation you're gonna it's gonna calculate that as a flight of stairs cool so at the end of the day or whenever you can you can not only look on it has a display on the side of it like you're saying right a little digital, right. like a like an iPod type display and, and uh, it gives you little motivational messages too because it's oh. coming up now and saying cheers Mike and then it'll come up and say <laughs> move it's time to move Mike you know, like if it's been sitting idle too long, it'll come up and tell you. Uh, Does it actually say Mike? Yeah. You actually can tell it what you want to call yourself. So it's you like can, Siri. Call me. Yeah, call super me. Stud from now super on. stud. <laughs> exactly. So uh, let, me, let me just back up because I, since I know about this in, a little bit and you know about it, I want to make sure we're not glossing over okay. any details so that people who are just listening to this as they're running down the side of the road or driving in their car are like, what are they talking about? It's about the size of a, of a USB thumb drive, but it has a little clip built in it, and you clip it on your belt, and it, it acts as a pedometer, and it acts as an altimeter, and you know it tracks, like Mike was saying, how many up stairs you go up and down. It has a display and gives you messages and gives you feedback on your activity level throughout the day. But it also, do you sync it with a computer at the end of the day? Do you plug it in, or is it, it wireless, Bluetooth? And that, it is the coolest thing, because you plug this, it has a little adapter you plug into your computer, but you don't have to be you don't have to plug it into the adapter. The adapter is, it's, it's wireless. So you can walk in the room if your computer's on and it's going to get the updates. So I guess it's Bluetooth or RF or something. Um, Does it come on and say, hello, Hal, welcome home. Like yeah. that or anything? Cause that'd be kind of scary if you did that. But before I can even go to the website, it's already got my numbers. Oh, cool. For the day. So it is, yeah. uh, pretty neat about that and the website that it comes with and, and that to me is one of the biggest differences to this and so like your regular pedometer is that it has a website it has a community and they make it really more like a a game and making exercise a more of a, a game and a competition that you're actually you're motivated to move more than you normally would before we start talking about go down the road of that because i'd really like to explore that don you had a question or are you just playing with the white balance of your? Camera? Yeah, I'm just trying to to make my white balance not freak out. <laughs> Sorry, are you Phantom plus white in the chat room? Yes, Phantom. It was supposed to be Phantom plus white balance, but plus apparently is not a valid character in the chat. So okay, all right. So yeah, talk about that then, uh, Mike. So you've got this device that automatically syncs your data to the computer, and um, and will tell you how many miles you've gone, 
uh, based, you know, based on your pedometer, it'll tell you how many flights of stairs you've climbed. But also in that same software, on do you track your calories in there? Yeah, and you don't have to install any software on your PC. You basically go to the website and you enter a code in that comes with your Fitbit. And then you're basically your account that you set up on Fitbit.com is then synced with the Fitbit. And so it's it's getting your calories. It bases um, – you set up your profile, your age, your weight, and male or female – and based on that, it's going to calculate what your normal calorie burn would be for the day. And then based on how much you move and how much activity you, you log, it's actually going to adjust the calories on the Fitbit. How much does the Fitbit cost, Mike, if I can ask? Well, it is $100, it looks like. I bought mine from Amazon for eighty nine ninety five. Elmanopi.com forward slash Amazon. Yes. And, but I think they've raised the price $10 since then. Does it come with a smartphone app or anything like that for? Oh, yeah, it does. Um, and that's free. And it comes on, you can get it on Android and iOS. And no Blackberry um, Love? No Blackberry Love. Okay. <laughs> but, and the, the, uh, both the website is a great design. It's, um, I mean, really user friendly. It's got a really good interface on it, and the um, the uh, app for uh, and I've tried it on both the iPhone and the Android. Looks really good on both. So and syncs up exactly. So I mean, you can see you can log activities on the um, um, on the phone as well. So so like if you're, for example, if I'm um, going for a run. Um, and I wanted to log that activity into um, the system. I can basically go in and log. I can do it through the phone or I can do it through the website. And when that, what does that mean? <laughs> Ignore oh, that. Ignore that. Oh, okay. Oh, I forget we have people on the Google, on the, on the, on the, on the videos. This is what we go through every. See, if you listen, okay. you you don't realize how good Aaron and I are at tuning him out because he does this all the time. There have been episodes that I've been riding a bicycle in the background while they try to there talk have. to someone. There have been episodes where you're riding a bicycle in the background, and uh, that's there's not much you can do about it. Okay, would somebody please say something yeah. about the Fitbit again? So uh, yes. it's $99. The website and the, the mobile app are both nice, excellent, and seem to work well. Is that, is that, the, uh, yeah, is that and, the, and, uh, the conclusion? Now, Mike, let's, let's – I'm going to give you a couple of cons. I'm going to give you a couple of cons because in, in, in it's not all great. Advertising, let's hear the, uh, the yeah. negatives. Um, the negatives are – one is, is the size. It's a positive and a negative. The negative is you can lose this thing. <laughs> and if you lose it, you've you've lost it. I mean, there's you, you know you basically you've lost a hundred bucks. And the second day that I wore this, I was getting out of my car, and it came off of my belt, and I didn't realize it until I got into the to the uh, restaurant I was going into, and I was boy I was upset. And then I went back to the car and found it on the ground. So I was very, very lucky. Mike, you said you clip it on your belt. Would it not have the same effect to just slip it in your pocket? 
Yes, you can do that as well. Okay. Because that seems like it'd be much less likely to be lost. Secure, yes, yes. But, you, but if you pay $100 for a clippy thing, I would want to clip it to something. Yeah, well, when and, you see and, that it's pink. Yes. So. You have it on your pocket. So uh, another, it does not, it does pedometer and it, it subtracts an approximation of your, your distance when you walk or run, but it does not have a GPS. It is uh, not. No, and I have, so, I've done several tests um, and I, I, my running, either my running gait is not very long, but it seems to not be able to track my running very well. And I do what Aaron calls the Ruwalk thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Probably yeah. And so, yeah. And so when you run and walk, at, you know, confuses during it. that activity, yeah, it confuses it. And it's not really going to get the distance very accurate. Does it pop and, up on the screen and say, make up your mind, Mike? Like that? No. Okay. <laughs> no feedback like that except at the end. And you compare it from your, you know, what you're actually doing on a GPS compared to uh, what it reads. I walked at work. Aaron and I also walked at home and tested it, and it was. I think I did a walk at home with a dog. It was 0.75 on my GPS, and this registered 0.71. That's so pretty close. A walk seems to be pretty pretty good, but if you uh, run and walk at the same time, which that's kind of difficult to do, but during the same <laughs> exercise activity, so he's starting to acclimatize to the show now. He's, yeah. he's making the same kind of bad jokes that I do. <laughs> It's uh, it doesn't read it very well. So, it, so it's basically, significantly off, right? What I'm understanding is it's based on your gait. When you go up yes. and down, it, yes. it figures that's uh based on your height. That's going to be uh, you know, uh, a percentage of your height. So, if you're running, you're covering, you're bounding, you're covering more distance than the percentage of your height, and it doesn't know how to handle that. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, but it also is measuring that based on how fast you're running. So it'll it'll try to determine if you're running or you're walking. You have to so put I in. I think like, that's my problem. Is don't that you, my um, run and my walks about the same? <laughs> don't you have to? I'm enter, in that boat too. Don't you do some test? Don't you have to do some like enter some sample data? Like you're supposed to measure. You can measure your distance. Yeah, you can. You can. You can go on the website and adjust your your, uh, your stride length. So you can stride actually. Length. They have a running stride length and a walking stride length. So you. you can you can go in and adjust those. And I've I've done gone through all of that, but I think my rewalk confuses it. Um, but the walking seems to like if I was just walking, it would seem to be fine. The other thing that happened to me one time is I drove to the mountains and I had this sitting in the front seat. <laughs> and you get badges on the website. So one, one of the other one of the other ways one of the other ways that they motivate you is they'll give you a badge. Say you you went up twenty five flights of stairs today. Here's your you badge. Sixty well, mile the so mountaineer badge. I before I got home. Well, I when I got home, I got an email from <laughs> Fitbit that said, congratulations on your 100 stair badge. You've <laughs> ran up 100 stairs today. And I was like, I did not. I just drove to the mountains and back. And so it, it, when I went in and I could go into the website and log the activity that I actually drove, and it removed those stairs from my tracking, but it will not remove my badge. So... <laughs> I, had, I now have a badge for 100 stairs, but... Um, you tried to be honest. So you I need to go to run honest. 100 stairs to, so to make I, yourself yeah, an honest exactly. man. 
That's yeah. true. And that'd be what today, about but twelve flights. Today I'm at forty eight. I am at forty eight stairs today. I did Overlook Hill, which is a very very steep hill today at our office. It is. And I tracked it twenty four flights of stairs. If you go up Overlook Hill. So uh, can you turn the thing on and off, or is it just always on? It is always on. All right. So there is no distinction between getting on the bus or or hiking. Yeah. If normally it's if you're riding in a car and you got it clipped to your belt or your body, then it's not going to register that. But if you're like riding on a tractor. You can actually go in and say, I'm riding on a tractor for the last two hours, and it will d- deduct anything that it tried to pick up as actual movement of walking. So you can subtract your uh, your mistakes That's or its cool. mistakes. Well, and I'll It'll, talk about, um, Mike, what uh, – it also has a sleep function, doesn't it? Yeah, that – and I, I guess I've kind of gotten over that. That was cool for about – 30 days, about a month. Um, but you can hit the button. You can, it has a little, comes with a little uh, wristband and you can slide it into the little wristband. And right bef- as you lay down to go to sleep, you can hit the uh, start button and it will start a timer. And when you wake up in the morning, you can hit the stop button and it will stop. And it will tell you how many times you woke up during the night and it'll show you on a graph, say you woke up at, and it was accurate because, you know, there's certain times I get up the night, go to the bathroom and it knew exactly when that happened. It, but it would also say, okay, it took you eight minutes to fall asleep. Huh? And, um, that was interesting. So, um, but it does took, you know, you, you basically have to put that wristband on because it's, you can't like lay it by you and it's going to work. You really need to have it on your body. Right. So, so let me just ask, let me get single, your final. That's easier. <laughs> you slept perfectly soundly last night. That's right. <laughs> let me, let me ask you then, Mike, um, as somebody who's used it now for, for a while, um, how much of an impact do you feel like it's really made on your personal fitness? You've lost what? Uh, 30 something pounds in the last I've lost 33 pounds um, since February. My fitness pals probably, I've lost about 12 additional pounds, 12 of those 33 since I've had the Fitbit. And I think that the thing it does for you is it, it lets you kind of gauge yourself day to day. It's going to let you know that, oh, well, day, today I didn't move at all. Um, but it also will motivate you you know, provides a mechanism uh, to me, a motivational tool, because if you, I went upstairs one night and I was at, I looked down on my Fitbit and I was at 14,800 steps. And I was like, I'm going to hit 15,000 before I go to bed. (laughs) And sure enough, I went up and down the stairs. I went down the street, (laughs) stuff you would never do before. To, to move that this thing will uh, motivate you to do because you, you know, you want to, you know, you set certain goals and it, you know, you're reading, th- you know, reaching things that you never, you've never done before. So, you know, like today I'm at 48, but if I was at 40, I'd probably do 10 flights of stairs so I could get my 50 stair badge. So things like that, that you wouldn't normally do without, 
track in it. And this makes right. it very easy to track it. it so it, that's really the thing to tell somebody. If I'm, say, I, you know, I live, if you've heard the show before, I live in the absolute flatness of South Georgia. We're in a swamp. There are no hills. There are no mountains. So I don't really care about an altimeter. And, you know, if I didn't have a smartphone, then, you know, I guess that's the difference between this thing and a, and a $20 cheapo um, pedometer from, you know, a sporting goods store or something. That there's that there's the tracking and the motivation, I guess. Um, would you say that that's a pretty fair assessment? That and I mean the other piece of it is the uh, and we didn't really talk about this is the community piece on the website is that oh, you yeah, basically can you can track yourselves against other people. So you can have friends on the website and they have competitions all the time um, that lets you compete against others. So you can do weekly challenges or three day challenges like I'm going to beat my goal three days in a row kind of thing. So it's it's a constant not only internal to yourself, but if you have friends on the website, um, then it really does give you, you know, additional ways to um, increase your activity and make That's it more good. fun. So it's definitely, it's a more fun to, way to work out, making, you know, makes exercising more fun than just doing it by yourself, for sure. Right. If you can't actually go work out with somebody, you can virtually work out with somebody. Right. So let and me you don't, throw in here you too. You don't need, but I was going to comment, you don't need uh, the flat ground. I mean, you can uh, you go up the stairs in the building. We have uh, how many floors in our building? 16? I believe so. Yeah. So I've been climbing those as well. So that is something I normally wouldn't have done as well that I do now. Well, let me just throw in here too for Mark and Don. Uh, I'm pretty sure, fairly confident, have a high level of certainty, certainty that if you guys come on March 17th to cheer me on when I run the Atlanta Marathon, you'll be seeing Mike McCreary as he comes by as well. Yes, I have committed and I will definitely be there to run with you. Hopefully, yes. So Yes. I've got an idea too. I'm just going to throw this out there on the show real quick. And I'm just taking your segment, Mike, and, and uh, what's the word? I'm... I'm Sur uh, commandeering usurping usurping commandeering both of those are correct I'm going to use them both I am commandeering and usurping it uh, I am repurposing it I have an idea uh, right, so the, our the, words the, weren't good enough you had to come up with your own I see idea. right I'm, I'm superfluous at it um, the Atlanta public public's marathon does not have a charity that I know of that it benefits it's not it's not the Susan G Komen uh, race for the cure it doesn't have a charity the chair it, it's encouraged people to be fit and that kind of thing, but it doesn't have a charitable, charitable organization that money goes to. So what I've decided I'm going to do is I'm going to try to get sponsors. And Mike, if you want to do this too, I could even hook you up on my website and do it as well as a place to track it. I'm going to try to get people to sponsor me at $100 a mile. So when I'm done, I will have raised $2,620 for the American Cancer Society. Uh, I'd even do $50 for a half a mile. Then I'm going to get t-shirts made is the plan. With the back, with the miles, and who sponsored me for each one of them, and one meal and workout logo and everything on the front, out of my own pocket to give to the people who were willing to help sponsor. So, and then I'm going to wear one of those in the race. So that's my idea as a way to make this not just a fitness thing, not just a running thing, but also a way to fight back at um, at cancer and support the American Cancer Society. So, start setting aside your dimes, those of you out there listening, if you want to chip in and get your name on the shirt. 
you, you can you can pick your mile. I'm gonna let the miles go. You can, <laughs> I want mile seven. Seven's awesome. I want 18 because I know that's when when Aaron's gonna really be hating the fact that he did it. You know that kind of thing. Uh, originally, it was gonna be really ambitious and have a mile made for each shirt with your name on it and change shirts every mile. But I thought that was just stupid, so I didn't do it. <laughs> I, I like my my one t-shirt idea better. So anyway, Mike, do you have any final comments on the Fitbit? Uh, would you recommend it? If, I mean, if people have disposable income, obviously go buy half a dozen of them. But if you're if you're that guy, would you uh, would you are you recommending them? Yes, and I need some friends on the website, so that would be great. There you go. So if you're out there <laughs> listening and you decide you want the Fitbit, well, do you have a username on there, Mike? They can find you. Yes, yeah, the uh, jmccrary at gmail dot com. All right, J- the account jmccrary at gmail dot com, and I. I'll probably even put that in the show notes, um, and that would be cool. I, I might that might be something I throw out there as a, a Christmas gift idea um, around that time. That'd be great for my uh, my um, marathon training. How many steps does it take to run a marathon? Oh, That's the other thing is I wear this. I mean, Miles. I would really I would get some major badges that day. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. You got right, the my, insanity badge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so as uh, I have been wont to do lately, I said, Mike, um, do you have a healthy recipe or some kind of eating tip you'd like to give to our listeners out there? And he said, as a matter of fact, I do. And he is he loves pizza. Am I right about that, Mike? Yeah, that's my downfall. He loves pizza. Um, and he's found a way to make himself a pizza that's fairly healthy. And so I don't, I don't want to give too much away without letting him do it. So, Mike, tell us about the flat-out wrap. Well, I'm going to put the link in the show notes, too, for this. Yeah, you know, I've actually got it on that page there. But it's a flat-out wrap is it's a kind of an oval-shaped tortilla. And basically, you're taking a lot of calories out of the pizza. by Instead of using normal pizza dough and crust, is you're basically using a 100-calorie, very healthy... Um, tortilla and you're toasting it and then using that as the crust for the pizza and um, so basically what you do is you basically you toast your flat out wrap and then take ingredients and I usually like a barbecue chicken pizza so I put roast chicken onions peppers and just a very small bit of uh, barbecue sauce for uh, the uh, sauce and it is probably the best pizza I've made at home ever. And I grew up working at pizza places, so I'm like a pizza addict. And yeah. this this really uh, satisfies the cravings for pizza. And that's that's flat out. Um, for wrap. those that maybe listening to this, flat out wrap. That's the that's the uh, the food article that you buy, and then you can make anything with it you want. Really, it's not yeah. a flat out pizza. It's the bread that he's talking about that you use as an alternate crust, and then you just pile healthy stuff on top of it, and there you go. You have yourself a healthy pizza. Excellent. Very tasty. Very tasty. Well, well Mike, I appreciate your time, and uh, I will probably see you at work tomorrow or the next day. Oh, well, I won't see you the next day. I'm off on Friday or sometime around there, and um, look forward to running the marathon with you in, in nine months, 20 days to run Mageddon. That's my countdown. We'll have to come today. back and talk about it after we after we're done. Absolutely, we will. Maybe get uh, Roger Wright, the guy who inspired me to do it back on the show, which, by the way, Roger, if you happen to be listening to this podcast, you didn't do bad. <laughs> he thought, he said, I talked 
for an hour straight. Nobody would shut me up. I'm like, that's what everybody says when they go back and listen to a podcast for the first time they've been on one. So uh, I thought Roger did great. He inspired me to run a marathon, and I said I'd never run one, so I think he did awesome. Mike, you did a great job today bringing some tech cred to our show and adding some more uh, technology. We always are excited about technology on the uh, on the Element OP network. That's the home. That's the the uh, the birth of this show was out of te- uh, this network was out of technology and that kind of stuff. So anytime we can slip a little technology into the one mil workout podcast, I'm excited about it. So thanks very much, Mike. Appreciate you coming on. Well, I really appreciate the invite and uh, I enjoy the show. I like really enjoy listening to it. It's one of my subscribe podcasts. So I did not pay him to say that. He's not been compensated in any way. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. Appreciate it. And uh, if you have uh, some favorite piece of technology you use uh, to help you with your fitness and food and your journey to wellness, send me an email at double A-R-O-N, that's A-A-R-O-N, at com. And we might just have you on the show or at the very least talk about it and, and look at it ourselves because we're all about, you know, anything that can help us, any tool we can put in our belt. Um, elementopi.com, like I mentioned before, has all kinds of different podcasts of various flavors. Uh, go there, check them out, click on the Amazon tab, buy something, support the network. Uh, go in the forums, look around, see what's in there. You'll find a link to this flat out bread in the forum in addition to in the show notes. And, uh, and you can always just go to onemillworkout.com if you want to. i got plenty of links back to Element OP from there. Any way you want to do it, just come visit us. Come join us. Come be part of the family. Come. Come join our happiness. What was that commercial for? Was it Jamaica or something? I don't remember. Bahamas? I don't remember. It's a long time ago. So, uh, Don, Mark, Mike, anything you want to say before we go? I have a question, Aaron. Okay. Are you still running from zombies or, or did you tire of that activity? <laughs> you know, I haven't, I haven't done it recently. Um, it gets really hard when you have a loop around your neighborhood because they, there's no they way wait to get for back. you. Yeah. They wait for you to come back around. <laughs> they're they lying in wait. They do. They're, they're standing in wait, shuffling in wait. But yeah, I, I'm waiting for the Android version of the, the real, the real run zombie talking about technology to come out. The one I have is the knockoff version from a couple of years ago, the free Android version. The iPhone version, I think, is out or is about to be out, um, but the Android version of the new one's not out, but it's, it looks pretty awesome because it gives you actual tasks to go do. You've got to go get this medical equipment and get back and use it as part of a game and all this kind of crazy stuff. So anyway, uh, yeah, no, no, I haven't been running from zombies lately other than some of my neighbors. <laughs> Just kidding. My neighbors are all great. Um, I deal, will say this, and, and I almost did a post about it, and I'm just going to share this as a closing. I decided for some alternate workout this weekend – and on Monday, instead of running Monday, I decided, you know what? I'm going to do something a little different. I built, added onto my son's fort. Uh, he's got a nine, uh, 10 foot tall, seven foot tall platform and goes up to 10 foot with the guardrails with a nine foot fireman's ladder, a uh, fireman pole off the side of it now. That was quite the fun thing to build. And then I also cut down a 25 foot Bradford pear tree in the front yard with a sawzall. Uh, one limited time. <laughs> and, uh, those of you that are listening, that's Mike laughing at me. Uh, and I purposely did that. I could have went and rented a chainsaw probably. Um, but I thought, you know what? Hey, I've always wanted a sawzall. I never got one. And this is a good excuse to buy one. So I bought one, got a blade made specifically to cut you know, tree limbs and things. And just got out there and started cutting limbs down. I have a big giant pile of guys coming tomorrow to haul it all off. And uh, my friend Dan came over and helped me at the very end of it. And we actually had a, the last big huge limb that was about probably eight inches around. Um, that was the one closest to the house, which is one of the reasons we were taking this tree down. We had notched it out really good 
and we're pulling on it with the rope. I was pulling on it and he was notching a little bit. When the, uh, the storm front decided to blow in the wrong direction and it turned into a giant sail and was trying to blow against the house and I was pulling for everything I was worth and we tied it to its car and the rope broke and it was craziness and it was a lot of fun, but, uh, we got it, we got it dropped on and it didn't fall on anything it wasn't supposed to. So that was my alternative to running Monday was cutting and stacking wood and building a playground. I worked from nine in the morning till nine thirty at night with about an hour siesta after lunch. That was, that was about it. So it was quite a physical day. I was actually sore on Tuesday <laughs> after all that. So exercise is where you find it. Yeah. There's an article in the show notes. Mike, did you put that in there real quick? I don't want to overlook that. Uh, the Fitbit, the, uh, the review. Yes. Okay. Off the, off the verge. Yes. I put that in there. We'll make sure we throw that in the show notes for you too. There's an, uh, Mike's got an article in there on The Verge, a Fitbit review, and you can read that that review from yourself for yourself. If the review of Mike McCrary is not sufficient, which I can't believe that it wouldn't be. So, all right, gentlemen, have a great night. This has probably been the most that I've ever rambled in my entire life. No, but I make no apologies because you know I'm just a rambling man. I've known you a <laughs> long time, Aaron, and I can guarantee our listeners that is not true. <laughs> yes. All right, remember, before starting any diet or exercise program, buying a Fitbit and attaching to your arm is recommended that you consult your healthcare provider.